Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Week Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is going to be awesome, guys. <clears throat> I looked up a bunch of exorcisms, and I wanted to tell you about 12 that i seen that were like, really, I think, are the most talked about exorcisms, and some are not. So again, we are going to go, I did everything, I did all my research online, and I did it wrote down my notes and everything and I wrote down these 12 different exorcisms and I gave a little tidbit for each one so you guys can hear about it as well so we're just going to jump right in and get it started 1778 the exorcism of George Lukens in 1778 English tailor George Lukens was behaving oddly speaking in strange voices making inhuman noises and singing hymns backwards In a ceremony held in Bristol's Temple Church, seven priests commanded the demons who'd apparently taken over Lucan's soul to leave, once and for all. When the ceremony was over, Lucan's recited the Lord's Prayer and thanked the priests. This was one of the few recorded exorcisms with a happy ending for more scares. Then more scares, I'm sorry guys. 1842, Godwin Didis. In 1842, German villagers noticed strange goings-ons at the home of a 28-year-old woman named Godelman Didis. Didis claimed her house was haunted and soon began slipping in and out of what others described as trance-like states, but it was only when a religious pastor commanded the demons to leave. He commenced an exorcism that things went truly nuts. Didis became violent, requiring physical restraints, for two torturous years, during which the pastor performed various exorcism rites. Didis vomited glass, nails, and blood. Of course, finally, Didis informed everyone the demons were gone and stated that Jesus is victor. So I know you guys just heard that bark in the background. That is my puppy, Roger. I have two pit bulls. I love them dearly. They are my children. Uh, our family love them, and Roger and Blue are their names, and they are with me today. So, if you hear a bark, it's Roger. <laughs> and if you see me live on Facebook, then you know who Roger is. Roger is always there. Uh, he's like my partner in crime when it comes to this. So, let's just continue on. <clears throat> 1906, Clara Germania Cecile. A 16-year-old from South Africa, Clara Cecile, was heard making a pact with the devil and soon began behaving erratically, tearing at her clothes, growling, speaking in tongues, and demonstrating superhuman strength. In 1906 and 1907, two priests performed exorcisms on Clara, during which her skin burned when touched by holy water and her body levitated before 170 witnesses. But after a noxious smell was observed leaving her body, Clara was deemed free of evil. In eight, moving on, 1896, Anna Euclid. Anna Euclid was not her real name, but it's the one people associate with this classic American case of demonic possession. Thanks to the 2016 horror film The Exorcism of Anna Euclid, <clears throat> the real girl was born in 1882, and her name is unknown. Her father accused her of being possessed by the devil at age 14 after she refused his sexual advances. Sounds like he's possessed by the devil. 
after several years and two lengthy exorcisms interpreted by foul play thanks to Anna's father, lover, a woman named Mina, who practiced black magic and introduced another demonic possession. Anna was finally... She was freed of her demons in December of 1928. Sorry, guys. I paused there. I had to see what Roger was doing. Let me tell you what, man. I love my dogs. And I'm going to take a break from this for a second. Because <clears throat> my dogs act like kids. You know, I have kids. I do. I have a young I have a young kid and I have teenagers. And, But these two are the goofiest one dogs they're, they're my goofy kids. You got to watch them, or they're going to get in trouble. You ever notice how, like, when you're when you're when you got your kids around and your kids got their friends over, and you're like, man, I better watch them because something goofy's going to happen. Because it always does. It always happens with these two. <clears throat> always. So we are going to move right along. In 1949, we had the famous Roland Doe. This 13-year-old boy, in the records of the case, his name was changed to Roland Doe. To protect his privacy. He was was mourning the loss of a beloved aunt when he began seeing and hearing strange things. As the possession worsened, Roland began demonstrating violent superhuman strength. His parents took him to St. Louis in 1949 for a weeks-long exorcism, now known as the St. Louis Exorcism. This is a story in which the exorcist is based. Roland screamed, cursed, and attacked his exorcists until a miracle, according to the exorcist, finally led Roland out of the trance-like state. The boy simply stated, he's gone. Find out that's where he went. He's gone. So Roland gave them the okay and said that the demon was gone. So 1974, Michael Taylor. We have talked about Michael Taylor before. Um... I did a whole podcast episode on him. But when Englishman Michael Taylor, a husband and father of five, met 21-year-old pastor Marie Robinson, his frequent bouts of depression seemed to ease. In part, Taylor believed it was due to Robinson's ability to exercise demons, plaguing him after Taylor's wife confronted Taylor about a possible affair with Robinson. He physically attacked her. This led to an actual exorcism by two ministers, and took place on October 5th of 1974. Michael had seizures, spit <clears throat> at, and bit the exorcist, and screamed in tongues. The next day, he brutally murdered his wife. He wasn't convicted, however, because the defense's argument that the exorcism had made him insane. That, guys, you gotta check out that whole episode. <clears throat> now we move on to 1976, Annalise Michelle. The exorcism of Annalise Michelle by Felicitas D. Goodman. Goodman relates a tragic story from Germany. It's also the basis of the 2005 horror film The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Like Michael Taylor's exorcism, Annalise's story also ended in murder. Only it was Annalise who was murdered. The German woman's demonic possession was actually an undiagnosed brain disorder. Possibly epilepsy, schizophrenia, or both. But being a religious young woman, Annalise welcomed exorcism to help cure her after 67 attempts. Each unsurprisingly unsuccessful, the 23-year-old succumbed to starvation. Two of her priests were convicted of homicide. 
1990, The Exorcism of Gina. In 1990, Reverend James Labar oversaw three exorcisms, all sanctioned by the Archbishop of New York, Cardinal John O'Connor. In the Vatican, one of them, the exorcism of a Florida teenager named Gina was televised by the ABC network in 1991. Newsweek described the ceremony, which was accompanied by medieval-style music, as little more than a gratuitous torment of a deeply disturbed young girl. Strapped to a chair, she screamed and barked, much like Roger's doing, unintelligibly, while the reverend presses a cross into her face and told her supposed demons that if they wanted pain, he'd give it to them. Meaning, of course, the helpless Gina, ultimately, it was antipsychotic drugs that gave Gina relief. 2003, Terrence Cottrell. In 2003, an autistic 8-year-old boy named Terrence Cottrell was killed during a prayer service that was intended to drive out the evil spirits supposedly causing his condition. The official cause of death is mechanical asphyxia due to external chest compressions. CNN reported meaning Terrence was suffocated. The Reverend Ray Hempful, <clears throat> who had performed the exorcism, reportedly sat on the boy's chest until he stopped breathing. The Reverend was convicted of homicide. 2005, Marcia Arena Cornici. Romanian nun Marcia Arena Cornici was 23 when she began hearing voices. She thought it was the devil talking to her. Although she was treated for schizophrenia, she relapsed and was then subjected to the exorcism. Bound to a cross, gagged with a towel, and left in a dank convent <clears throat> room for three days without food and water. Yeah, that's just torture. Carnici died of suffocation and dehydration. 2010, Christy Bamu. <clears throat> On Christmas Day of 2010, a 15-year-old boy, Christy Bamu, <clears throat> was beaten and drowned in a bathtub in London by his sister and her friend in an attempt to exorcise evil spirits from the boy. According to the BBC, originally from the Republic of Congo, the pair tortured the boy with knives, sticks, metal bars, a hammer, and a chisel until he begged to die. The pair were convicted of the boy's murder. <clears throat> That's just a straight-out killing. I, I don't think there was any type of demonic possession that they could even go on. I think they just used that as an excuse. 2015, The Exorcism of Laura. If you thought exorcisms were a thing of the past, guess again. In Argentina, church officials filmed the exorcism of a 22-year-old woman named Laura by Bishop Manuel Acuna. Laura rises, bangs her head, and screams profanities. Supposedly, the exorcism ends well as the evil spirits leave Laura, and the bishop makes the sign of the cross over her. So, <clears throat> those were 12 different exorcisms I read about. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep clearing my throat, guys. Twelve different exorcisms I read about, and I wrote them all down for you guys, so you guys could hear about them as well. Some of them are well-known, and again, some of them were not. So, I think exorcism is a great tool <clears throat> for the good guys to get rid of the bad guys. Because without that, and without exorcists, and without the, the ceremony, demons can just take over, and they will. And that's all they want to do. They want to take us over. They want what they can't have. It's life. They've never lived, and they want it through us. 
So I think exorcism is a, is a great tool, and I think it needs to be talked about more. Um, <clears throat> so thank you guys all so much for checking out tonight's episode. Thank you guys for listening to Roger give his inputs on uh, during the episode. And um, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for the support and everything. I'm feeling much, much better. And <clears throat> the foot is healing very, very well after the surgery. So hopefully soon I'll be up and at it again and I just thank you guys also very much I know it's been crazy here the past few weeks with everything but everything seems to be looking up and I just want to keep creating content for you guys so thank you guys so much I hope you guys have a great night and you will hear from me tomorrow thanks bye everyone <laughs>